What's going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If you're new to the channel here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down in the description below. Before we dive onto the video, I'm gonna ask you guys a big favor. If you're not already following me on Instagram already, please take a moment and go do that. We're trying to get the account over 10K subs. We've had so many issues over there with these like imposter and bot accounts. And I think if we're able to get past 10K, it may help with the verification process. That's a whole nother story in and of itself. But if you're not already following me over there, I post tons of content, so please go and do so. But today's video, we are going into another episode of a stock that I would not buy at these levels, given these conditions. I did a video on this earlier with a few Canadian stocks, but this is a, I've been getting a lot of comments actually on this particular stock. It's the company Foot Locker. And here's a comment from Gabe or Goob who says, I'm looking at Foot Locker. They are transitioning their business online. They trade at stupidly low multiples despite constantly beating earnings. They pay a fat dividend and announced a buyback, uh, announced a 40% buyback of all outstanding shares. It's insane. They dropped 30% in a day last week due to bad guidance. However, these are no concrete alarm bells in my opinion, a true value play. Here's one from Noah saying, what do you think about Foot Locker after they took a spanking after their earnings? And that is exactly what we're gonna talk about today, guys. I will just rem remind you that just because I'm talking about this video, this is strictly just my opinion, right? This is just one person's stance on it. I could very well be wrong. I'm basically sharing with you guys why it's not a stock that I like. For me, that doesn't mean that if you own Foot Locker, you're not gonna do well or that you should be selling it, like nothing like that. That's the whole point of this video is to spur some discussion and for me to share with you guys why I wouldn't be buying the stock right now and feel free to leave some comments down below. But Foot Locker is a stock today that trades under the ticker T, uh, FL, excuse me, trading at $31.47 USD. We see by the share price, it has absolutely fallen off a cliff. It's had a few actual rough years. And at a first glance, what Goob said is actually, you know, very, very correct. We see the big drop potential value play here. It's dirt cheap in terms of their price to earnings ratio. They do pay a nice fat dividend, as he said, up above 5%. To me, what I worry about is that this is actually a value trap. It's something that we want to avoid as investors. When everything looks nice, the metrics look nice, we get sucked into thinking that there may be a, a value play here. It's happened to me multiple times in the past and it ends up being maybe not what you see uh, up front or there maybe is a reason why these multiples are so cheap. And just to backtrack, so they did have an earnings report last week and it wasn't a bad earnings report whatsoever. The actual earnings in and of itself were not bad, it was the guidance that really spooked investors. Just taking a look, revenue increased 7% in the quarter, that's great. Revenue increased 19% in the fiscal year, again, very, very solid. Gap earnings per share of a dollar, a dollar and two cents, again, very solid. They even announced, as mentioned, a 33% increase to the dividend and accelerating the buyback program. So why would a stock drop 33% with all that good news? Because I would say, on the face of it, that looks really, really, really good. Well, what it came down to is the guidance and what they're projecting out for year fiscal year 2022. They're expecting an actual decline or a drop in revenue between four and 6%, comp sales growth down about eight to 10%. They even mentioned here their square footage growth set to decrease. In other words, not necessarily expanding. And if you weren't following along with this, really, in my opinion, the biggest reason why there is this pessimism and why I actually don't think it's a stock that would be suitable for me is that their biggest customer, yes, Nike, 
they have announced that they will slowly be pulling away shoes from these retail stores. And Nike is just one example of what we're seeing this in the modern day, but it's this whole channel of direct to consumer, right? Going back in the past, you had a product, you had a service, in many cases, you'd rely on a middleman or a distributor or a wholesaler or a retailer to essentially get that out and they get their cut. It just kind of was the way that business was conducted. Well, now we look at Nike being a very clear example of this, not just Nike, there's so many other companies that are making this push to go direct to consumer. So you're essentially bypassing, you're skipping these retailers, the Foot Lockers, the Champs, kind of just cutting them out and saying, hey, we're gonna sell either online or straight through our stores ourselves. And just reading onto this article here, if you haven't noticed, Nike products are becoming harder to find in stores. The popular sweat sportswear and sneaker company has been cutting ties with some of the nation's largest shoe retailers. Now Foot Locker, another popular footwear, re footwear retailer, is readying itself to have fewer Nike products on its shelves. Foot Locker announced last week that no single vendor is expected to represent more than 60% of their business in 2022. Meanwhile, Nike represented 70% of Foot Locker's business in 2021 and 75% in 2020. So it's already been a number that's declining, but now they're expecting this to be even lower. This change reflects Nike's accelerated strategy, strategic shift to direct to consumer, and Foot Locker's ongoing brand and category diversification efforts, says the Foot Locker CEO. Foot Locker will lean into existing relationships with brands such as New Balance, Puma, and Crocs to fill the void. Now, no disrespect to New Balance, Puma, and Crocs, but let's be honest here. Crocs are not Nikes. And I know if I'm going out and buying shoes, if I'm going out and getting some new pair of basketball shoes or some new runners, New Balance is pretty solid for runners, I would say. But no question, Nike is where it's at. And to be losing your biggest customer, someone that did 70% of the company's business, again, it will be whittling back, but that is a major, major component and contributor as to why they're expecting these numbers to decline and ultimately why the stock has really started to sell off. And Foot Locker is a stock that I've honestly eyed for quite some time. I've been interested in them because, you know, I'm just, I'm a sports fan myself and I always thought, yeah, I shop at Champs, I shop at Foot Locker. So, you know, it's a stock that I've always had on my radar. One thing to understand, I'd like to make clear, Foot Locker's numbers don't look that bad to me. So from a metrics perspective, revenues have been solid and steady, not crazy growth, but in general, I'd say something that I'm very pleased with. They've been reducing their shares and expect to do so further. They already announced a buyback program. Now the shares are cut in half, essentially. That's gonna be even better, but they're reducing their outstanding shares. Cash flow has been steady. Even their balance sheet is actually quite good. They're a net positive uh, cash company and in the big scheme of things. So the question I asked myself is, is this 30% drop an overreaction? And after kind of deliberating it to myself, I think the simple answer is yes, it is, but also no, it isn't. So it's a yes and no, which I know doesn't really kind of uh, answer the question, but it's a yes and no. There's merit to this drop. Is it over-exaggerated? I think the answer is yes. Because looking at today's share price, I do honestly think that the stock is undervalued. Like, let's just get that out there. The stock I think is cheap from a metric perspective and it's very possible that the markets pick up, this could be a good short-term play. But why I consider the stock one that I would prefer to avoid or one that just wouldn't meet the criteria for my personal portfolio is when I do project out 10, 15, 20 years, a long-term hold, I question myself whether this is the tipping point of what's to come with this company. And 
what I mean by that is that the business model of being essentially a middleman, right? That's not all that Foot Locker is. They actually have done a good job of building up their business more than just, you know, ship selling shoes. But essentially at the end of the day, they're a middleman. And that business model, when I look back over history, has not proven out to be, it can kind of fade away. And just to give a couple of very, very clear examples, we all know, and at least if you're older enough, you remember Blockbuster, right? Blockbuster was where we got our movies from. Blockbuster is where we got our, our DVDs and we rented video games. Well, that middleman idea and that middleman business model obviously went bust when you had companies like Netflix and companies like Disney who are going direct to consumer. So they said, why do we need you anymore? We're just gonna go you know, stream it straight to their device. They can pay us directly or Disney Plus. Another example, HMV. There used to be an HMV in our mall when I grew up and you'd get your records and not records, but you know, you'd get your music and those types of things. I don't know what else they sold, but nowadays all of the music consumption that we do for the most part has transitioned and shifted into Apple Music or Spotify or insert whatever, you know, company provides these services. These are obviously some really drastic examples and technology played a huge part in why they phased out as fast as they did, right? Technology speed ramped the whole idea of them going bust. I don't think Foot Locker is going to go bankrupt or that they're going to go bust because at the end of the day, they are a, you know, their physical store, the, the technology aspect of things. Yeah, you can buy shoes online, whatnot. They got their online channels. I don't think we'd see a speed ramp like that far and fast, but to me, Having your largest customer, again, 70% of their business was derived from Nike and having them pull back, not only is that going to have an impact on immediate revenues. So like, hey, looking at it today or over this course of the year, we're going to see a hit and likely the next year and likely the next year. And they're going to have to fill that void with some other companies, which aren't just as good as Nike to be simple of that. But what worries me even more is like, is this foreshadowing something worse off in the future, right? Is this just the start of maybe other companies doing the exact same thing. What if Nike is really successful in this direct to consumer channel and New Balance down the road says, well, why don't we just do that? Why are we relying on these guys to distribute our products when we can just do it ourselves? Again, I think it's a drastic situation to say, well, 10 years from now, a decade from now, we're not gonna see any Nike shoes in these stores. I don't think that's the case. I think they still will have partnerships, but it is pretty drastic to me. It's something that at least doesn't make me feel entirely comfortable when investing in a stock like Foot Locker. And again, it's tricky because, you know, I'm right on the fence with this stock because the metrics I think look good. The financials look good, at least looking back over the past decade or so. Well, as investors, we can't always, of course, we can't rely on what's happened in the past. We need to know what's going to happen going forward. And that can be a good indication. But to me, this news is actually a little bit bigger than it may seem at the face of it. Like that's probably why investors are, you know, a little panicked with this because if this does if it is a switch and it does pivot the way that you know companies run not every company can do this first and foremost not every company like a crocs or like a, a puma or yeah puma whatever the case is maybe they're not at a level at nike where they can do that but in my opinion i think nike is in a position very similar to some of the other big high quality names like these big loyal producers that can get away with something like direct to consumer and of course it will take time to play out, right? Like we won't know whether Nike ends up saying, well, this was a fail, we need to go back to these retailers or if it does work out. But that period of uncertainty that I think is gonna follow over the next little while is enough for me to just say, geez, 
maybe this is not the type of business model that I want to be in. Before we move on, I wanna take a quick moment and say thank you to today's video sponsor, which is Inverse. Inverse is a tool that is completely free to use that I use actually every day as part of my research practice. They've got so many amazing features when it comes to charting or visualizing your various holdings. I really like this one called a scatter plot, which basically shows you a really nice plotting method uh, screen essentially of the various holdings or the various stocks that may be within a particular por portfolio or fund. It makes it really easy to take notes and share your research amongst the community. You can actually see what other people are talking about about a specific stock. It all kind of pieces into your own research, your own decisions and due diligence at the end of the day. There's a link down below this video where you can go ahead and sign up for Inverse. Again, it is completely free to use. And by using that link, you can let them know that I sent you. So thank you to Inverse for sponsoring today's video. Now back to the video. At the end of the day, I actually really was looking forward to filming this video as I was putting my notes together because I do think it's quite educational, at least in the way that I approach and look at stocks because Foot Locker is a unique example where again, I do think the stock looks cheap. Like let's put it that way. The stock does look cheap, but there's more to it than just finding cheap stocks on the market because although whether you're looking at a traditional metric like a price to earnings ratio, or you're looking at a dividend and saying, hey, this is quite good, or they have a great buyback program, or even if you look at the technicals, which is kind of, I think, wish-washy to look at right now when the market's so volatile, but even from a technical level, I'd say, hey, it's actually looking quite nice. When I go to screen stocks for my portfolio, those are more or less afterthoughts. The first thing I ask myself is, what are the prospects of this business gonna be over the next decade plus, right? Like before I even get into those nuances, I want to know that this is a company in a in a you know promising field to be in. There's some tailwinds kind of helping this company out. The future looks promising. And then you can screen for all these other little nuances, not the other way around. Because although the the metrics do look good, I'm just not entirely sold on the kind of overall prospects of the company and the business model. Again, I don't want to be painting a doom and gloom picture, and I could very well be wrong, right? This could just be nothing. But in my opinion, this period of uncertainty is like, is this a potential shift? Is it foreshadowing what, what's to come in the future? To me, it's just something that I'm not quite comfortable with, despite the stock actually looking quite cheap at the moment. So that's kind of my thoughts on Foot Locker stock. Again, I feel kind of bad saying that because I've always been a fan of Foot Locker. Like as a consumer, I am always, I love Foot Locker. Like I go, every time I'm walking by, I always pop in, always look at the shoes, always look at what they have. And just to be clear, they've done a good job of building up their business more than just shoes. Like they have brands, they have t-shirts, they have all sorts of stuff that they do. So it's not like they're solely 100% reliant on Nike delivering their shoes through their company, but it's just all these things that I kind of piece in and factor in. One of the things too that I think is a really strong consideration for Foot Lockers, so kind of to go against my argument, is that shoes are one of those unique things where you don't, not everyone feels comfortable buying them online. I do personally, like if I've you know tried them on or I know kind of what I like, I would buy them online if I know my size or I'm just reordering. But for so many people, shoes is one of those unique products where you kind of have to go in stores, you have to try them on. And you know, you hear talk about like, well, online, you know, Nike's online sales are kind of gonna be a, a focus on them and building up their online channels. And yeah, I guess there's pros and cons to it. It depends, it really depends. But at the end of the day, guys, I just wanted to share with you more or less my thoughts. And again, I'll make very clear that this is just my opinion. I would actually highly encourage you guys, if you disagree with me, 
leave a comment down below. Like that's, I wanna spur some conversation here and hear pros and cons. I love the fact that some of the subscribers were really, you know, trying to identify some value opportunities in the market. Like, hey, this looks like a clear, value opportunity. And that to me is the way to invest. That's how I like to think, right? I always like to look at, has something been hammered? Is there a pocket of opportunity here? And in some cases that is the case. And in some cases it's just maybe, I guess what we would call a value trap. Again, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. But just for me, it's a stock that I wouldn't be jumping or chomping at the bid to get into, especially when there are so many other types of companies out there. But hey, if you guys enjoyed today's video, please do leave a big thumbs up. I'd love to hear your opinions down in the comment section below. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, take a moment and hit that subscribe button as well hit the bell for notifications. Again, if you haven't taken the time to go follow us on Instagram. That would be a huge help to try and get us over to that 10K mark. I'm not entirely sure what we're at, but we do post lots of fun content on there. There's so much uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff that we post over on Instagram if you're not following us there. And then of course, if you are looking to learn more with us, like if you wanna learn through video training and in our community and chit chat and come on camera, as always, we do have our Investing Academy as that first link down in the description below. We offer training for beginners, for intermediates. We even have a retirement planning course, which is taught and worked through with my dad, where you get a plan all built up and go back and forth. That's something that he kind of handles. But in terms of the actual stock market training, if you want to learn more for whatever reason that is, or you're just starting out, we have a video series like different modules and interactive stuff. We have these webinars that we do every two weeks that you get access to all of that and so many bonus features, but that is our investing academy. We work specifically with Canadians. We have over a thousand of them now that are in our community and providing happy results and feedback. It's a ton of fun. So that is that link down in the description below if you'd like to check it out. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.